your name you know what's your sign and is you gonna look like what you sound like that's what it's exactly <laughs> i feel like we're on that show um love is blind <laughs> that's on netflix so that's right so that dating show yeah so it's like oh <laughs> we're on a dating you know app. oh so what i mean what you know what, what kind of food you like what's your favorite yeah color? like what's your name you have a very sexy voice. Right. <laughs> you up here trying to sound all cute or whatever you want. Now, 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 knowing that we loud as shit. <laughs> we loud. And rich. <laughs> we look a mess right now. <laughs> a hot ass, but I ain't even brushed my hair today. That's the trite. Me either. I look crazy. Y'all can't see me. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we're going to have to come up, better though? in the future. But um, what you been doing all this week um a lot of just research and stuff you know i need a another source of income (laughs) girl (laughs) that's what uh mama been hustling okay (laughs) same friend same i've been on my shit lately i'm about to be one busy bitch and i don't even care But what I, I want to be is a broke bitch. <laughs> Listen, you know what? If if the church say amen, because I'm telling you now, that's I was thinking the same thing. I said, damn, all these jobs I'm applying to, I ain't gonna have no life. <laughs> like I really be. I can't tied afford up. it right now. <laughs> I no, can't afford to have like, a life. No, listen, I'm too broke to be trying to have fun. <laughs> so. Girl, I had fun when I when I got time when I got time for exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, but you know, we usually post throughout um, throughout the week any topics people want to discuss with us on Instagram. So I have some funny, quick things that we could possibly do right now. You're gonna crack up at some of them. Oh my god! So okay. one is from Naya. That's my cousin. Okay. She wants to know: Are we crushing on anybody? Currently. Currently, yes. I'll let you answer first. Um, currently, no. <laughs> really? No, I'm not crushing on anybody. Um, I don't go no fucking where. And <laughs> when I do, I mean, I feel like I, like if I do, I feel like I'll probably just talk to that person. I mean, there's possibly a couple of people that I could be like, if I see them on social media, I'm like, oh, that nigga cute. But it's not like nothing too serious about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um... I honestly can't say that I have any either, to be totally honest. But, you know, I used to back in the day, but... <laughs> back in the day, I like last thought, year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a couple months ago. It was like a couple months ago. Just trying to be smart. But I'm over it now. I, You know, I see the light, and it's just... it's no potential there. So I honestly, like... I wish I could say what I want to say. But I'll just... I'll, I'll, y'all can read between the lines. I don't even use him in my imagination anymore. You know? 
<laughs> That's how you know when you're over it, because I don't Girl, even think about it. listen. <laughs> um, she also wanted to know, what are our favorite shows at the moment? Oh, okay. BMF. <laughs> you really liked it. I re- I loved BMF. Actually. I think it's I good. Really it has a lot of potential. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. What did what you else? like most about it? So what I like, I like the fashions. I like the gaudiness of it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people be like, "Oh, this is a movie set in the eighties, but the makeup looked very relevant." I love right. that all they makeup looked a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, they look, they do look very, even not the aesthetic of the like, house. Like, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Cash Dial did pretty good. She looked good. Yeah, she looked uh, really nice. I said, she go really on, good. girl. Swing Ride the titties. Okay. <laughs> right, Ride that But it was oh, so yeah. many people in it, so we were talking yesterday about it, and I'm like, didn't Lil Zane look kind of bad, DeAndre? She was like, I thought that was Lil Zane. I was like, that. why the fuck would they make Lil Zane play a high schooler? Like, I was like, is that Lil Zane? Girl, Lil Zane's been playing a fucking teenager since I was in fucking middle school. Like, God damn. And that's just, you know what's messed up is because he had that little, you know, like one little one, two, three hits or whatever. Well, one real hit by So Then like, you know, that 112, he was in uh, Anywhere, because I remember that was my song. But anyway, other than that, he always plays in like little, small, very, very, very minimum roles. Ooh, he's gr- grown-ass fucking teenagers. <laughs> but he had acne. They, don't you think they gave him acne or he just looked like, he looked bad. No, you know what's funny? So I was watching YouTube like a year or so ago and um, B. Simone and another girl named Yes, I'm Pretty V, they were saying <laughs> they didn't fuck Mary uh, Kill and the girl right. put Little Zane in it and she was like, why the fuck would I fuck Little Zane? And then they were like, <laughs> then they were like, wait, but remember we seen him at the mall in Atlanta? <laughs> Walked up on them. <laughs> oh my god! Just so, but yeah, that is some. That was some funny shit. Um, Overton sister was in it. It, it was good. Yeah, I see. It, it got a lot of potential, great. which is so crazy that that movie premiered this weekend. I mean, the TV show premiered this weekend because during one of my insomnia nights, I downloaded BET Plus. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you because that was real random. Girl, I had insomnia so bad I could not sleep. Like Aww. I couldn't sleep at all, and I couldn't think like to do anything productive. I was just like right. sitting there in the dark, and I was like, "I'm gonna download BET Plus." <laughs> I was because it was like a commercial for Trap Queens. I was like, uh-huh. "I'm gonna download it." So I started watching Trap Queens. And this one girl was on there and she was saying how she was affiliated with BMF in the early 2000s. And I'm like, damn, this fucking show got legs to grow into right. a whole lot of series and spinoffs because everybody, because this is just about the two brothers, but everybody attached to them had some crazy ass story. And her story right. was crazy as shit. If y'all don't watch um, Trek Queens, I feel like you should. Like, and do you think that they want to branch off and cover the JBM too? Get to the Junior Black well, Mafia? I feel like BMF is um, after JBM, so I feel like they would have to. JBM would be like, 
Yeah, because right now, if you watch the BMF series, they're not called BMF, but it's around the same time as JBM was active. And okay. those are you from Philly. That's, that's not from Philly. JBM stands for Junior Black Mafia. Right. So they kind of ended like in the early 90s. So I feel like they it would it would be a total different story, you know? Right. Right, right. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think that they'll have like sub... You know how the like, categories. Um, I think it would be interesting. Right, like little sub side stories. I definitely think it would be interesting. Of. A lot of people are out now, but it's still a lot of people in jail. So yeah, I think I'm... that would be really interesting. I also watched The Wonder Years that premiered last week. And, how did you um, like it? I thought it was cute. I really, really liked yeah. it. Don Cheeto narr- narrates. Um, I thought the families were cute. I think the kids were cute. Um, I liked how it covers history from a black perspective. Right. Um, I really liked it. I think it's really it'll be really cute. I've I've watched it. I messed up because I turned it on late at night, knowing knowing I was sleepy, and I fell asleep. Like I only seen maybe like five minutes of it, five or ten, and I said, oh, "I'm gonna watch it when I can really watch it." Um, I'll say this: I love the concept. The only thing I don't like is I kind of wish that they named it something else. Like, I wish that it wasn't the same as the Wonder Years, only because I feel like it was people that are ignorant will only try to compare it. It'll just be this argument about trying to replace uh, white history, even though we know that's not what's going on it's supposed to be simultaneously happening from a different perspective mm-hmm. but i feel like it's it would be misinterpreted that way and overshadow something that's better than that like to me it could just been a show like just like everybody hates chris is this own show it's a step back back in the day you know how people are growing up in a certain time in new york and racism and stuff i just feel like they could have just named it something different that's all i, I kind of wish I they did i can see that. where you um why you think that but i also see from a standpoint of white people love the wonder years right like right. they love it but it wasn't really honest it wasn't really truthful the fact that you know that it was happening through such monumental times in american history and it really didn't address things from that black people were going through. And while everybody's like, oh, this is the good old time. That was really, this is the t- craziest, you know, times in black history. So I think it's important that it was named the same thing just to show on the other side of town, a kid that's the same age was going through this, you know? And I just thought certain things that um, I liked it because when you're a kid, you'd only see stuff from your perspective, but you don't really see like things that are really happening. So it's this scene after um, Martin Luther King dies and the little boy is upset. So he runs to his mom to tell her and she has her back turned to him and was folding clothes. And she was like, he was telling her that Martin, he was upset and was telling her Martin Luther King died and he can only see her back folding the laundry. And she's like, all right, all right, go. Um, She was like, okay, like kind of dismissed it a little bit, but it was right. because she was, the camera turns to show her face forward and she's crying. And he was like, I just don't understand what was so important about that laundry that she had to just fold it. And it's like, she was just trying to keep busy from crying. So I thought it was interesting. You know, when you, when you're a kid, you only see things the way you remember, remember it. So I thought right. it was interesting. 
I think it's cute. I'll keep watching if I remember. I just, another insomnia night was watching this shit, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know just, how I, I might know. watch I like it. It could have been a good, you know, I don't know. I, it could have, I just wish that they had did what uh, All in the Family did with the Jeffersons. Like, I know that all, you know, Wonder Years was years ago. They're not going to you know, bring yeah. it back out for this. But it still could have been like a, oh, you know, this is the white version, it's the black version. But hopefully um it'll still, you know, address things that need to be addressed. I'm gonna watch it because it did seem interesting. It actually seemed entertaining. Yeah, like, I was you know, entertained. I was cracking up, you know. Yeah. And I um, like Don Cheadle. So. I was gonna say that I like him too. That he was like the perfect person to He's cast a great me. narrator, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the Miss Pat show on BET Plus. It's funny okay. and shit. And I'm not going to go into detail because I really want y'all to watch it. Yo, this shit is so funny. She'll actually, she's a comedian and she has her own TV show about her life on BET. And it's starting Tammy Rowland and a lot of other people. Everybody on the show is really talented. They curse on there. It's funny as fuck, y'all. Like, y'all really BET need to watch it. allows cursing? It's on BET Plus. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know anything <laughs> about BET But she, like, Plus. they curse, like, if y'all think I curse a lot, she curses a lot. <laughs> really? Yes. So it's really funny. I wish I would have watched it earlier because I would have got tickets for her when she's, she'll be here October 7th. So that's next week. Okay. Um, but she's, she's really like funny. I'm going to or... read her uh, docu, I mean, biography. I'm going to read it. It was is really good. So I and uh, Tammy Rowling does a great job on it too. All right, I'm, I'm so gonna check it out definitely. Another question we got was from a Bree, which is my friend and college roommate. She says she wants us to she wants to know our thoughts on all the ladies on Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, so I'm gonna <laughs> read off the names and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm. Okay. Escala. Who? Escala. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> I know. It's like it is. <laughs> I was about to repeat myself. Um, um, I you think really she, was. Um, I watched this week's episode. I think she's really pretty. I think I like that she, you know, she usually comes in with the common sense. I feel like Bravo did a disjustice without you know, really going in detail about her, giving her much um, TV play. But I think it's because she wasn't as messy as Mia. Right. Yeah, so. I can see that. So, um, yeah, hopefully they bring her back next season. You got anything else what, to say what, about Escala? What was your one word? I said the first thing. Oh, not it wasn't the word. Yeah, I said okay. she was pretty. I think that she's, you know, she got, she yeah, adds to the conversations and she usually point out the shit that everybody else so ignores um and Mia mm, messy messy as hell messy as hell and she got big feet <laughs> <laughs> that's all they I just uh, that's all that girl keeps saying Mia her big feet her big feet right like, well, like it. he look he like a lot <laughs> um <laughs> next Ashley um, she has grown on me. Mm. So I, I actually like Ashley. She's probably besides one other, the one that I can tolerate. I don't like Ashley. 
And why is that? I'm very indifferent when it comes to her. I I barely pay attention to her scenes. Like, I can't... I feel like she gets away with a bunch of bullshit. And I'm over her and her creepy-ass marriage. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't really care. I don't care for... I don't care... It's not that I don't like her. I don't care one way or the other about Ashley. Yeah. Once she had her kids, um, and it seemed like she kind of... You know, she can't really... I mean, she's more tolerable now that she has had children. Right. That's what I'm saying. She's tolerable, but I don't really care for her either way. She can't engage, though. Like, she can't really... It seems like she's not... She can't engage as much as before. She's always every scene you see her in, she's like kind of rushed. Like either she got there late, she's bringing her baby with her, or she's got to rush and leave. So yeah. you don't really get much ear time from her. Yeah, and um, she might as well just be a friend of the show because it's not adding anything to it. And um, the pandemic slowed down Michael's hoish ways, so we'll see. <laughs> um, Wendy. I'm indifferent to her. Now that's who I'm indifferent to. I'm indifferent to her too. Um, I definitely understand why she was aggravated. I definitely see the why she was pissed at Giselle, but at the same time, last season she really rubbed me the wrong way. And okay. I feel like you coming on this season threatening and saying all of that, I will drag you about my husband, but last season you were saying black women shouldn't be fighting, so I, I mean, I'm real indifferent mm-hmm. when it comes I, to her. I feel I like people, I feel like all that respectability politics is bullshit until it, when it affects you. Now it doesn't matter, but you can't understand it when it came to other people. So I'm indifferent, not, but I definitely that. enjoy her dragging Giselle ass. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Giselle, Robin. <laughs> um. Well, I wanted to elaborate on the Wendy thing. Okay. I, I, I mean, you basically said it. That's I was just going to mention how that's what I that's the perfect example when I said um, a few shows ago how I don't like when people. It's like when you know how a person is, it's okay until it's directed towards mm-hmm. you and it's a problem. And it's like that's the prime. That's a great example. Of what Absolutely. exactly? What I mean. It was she was fine when it was pointed towards someone Monique, and you know things was going on with that. But when it got turned around, you everything you said, like you said, your character, all these things that you used to um, shame Monique, it, it went out the window when it was you. Like oh boy, went F all that. the way out. <laughs> so yeah, F her, Giselle. Um, I wish that she wasn't on the show. I can't stand her. She's actually the worst character to me. <laughs> oh, we get to Giselle. Okay, yeah. I Giselle. thought that's, you said speaking of Giselle. I, I was going to go to Robin. I was going to say uh. Giselle for this, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, Giselle. I feel like Giselle gives nothing to the show. I feel yep. like yep. she doesn't. She doesn't bring anything to the show. She just points hole, pokes holes in everybody else's life. I feel like. She, like that whole thing with Jamal Bryant, it really showed the type of insecure woman she really is. And Mm. to be honest, now, Giselle's not ugly, but she ain't giving what she thinks she's giving. Yeah, I Like she, I think when Karen's assessment about her being, you know, the old hoe from Hampton, I think she called her. (laughs) I, I think that when you I think some people when they peak at a certain point of their lives 
whether it be high school, college, or graduate school, like whatever level you peaked at that you mm. were sought after, you're kind of stuck there. And I think yeah. a lot of the time she's stuck in her college years and how she moves. She moves like a college girl. And she's and like, her reads are like uh, immature, the very elementary. Like I can't, that's one of the worst things about her. I think I could tolerate her more like, um, like how Kenya Moore is. Like I know people that don't like Kenya, right? I actually like Kenya because yeah, she do fucked up things, but um, I, she, that bitch can read. At least she can read. So even though when she doing fucked up stuff, some, I still can get a laugh out of that. And I'd be like, that girl is really crazy. She could read the hell out of somebody, though. When it comes to Giselle, I'll listen to her talk, and I'm like, it's very elementary, her comebacks. Um, it's very obvious that you're trying to stir the pot to keep things going. I don't really understand why anybody would want to listen to a podcast with her. <laughs> Who the fuck is taking know. advice from Giselle? Girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> Girl. But, yeah, she's... <laughs> I can do without Giselle. Um, her Robin, daughter has a very nice shape, though. I, I will say that. In the last episode, I said, wow, Giselle's daughter has a really nice shape. Giselle's she children are better very than... beautiful, and that's the mm -hmm. nicest thing I could say about her. But, yeah, they they turned out really well. They be correcting her ass. I'm like, exactly. She's wow. very beautiful girls. Um, mm -hmm. Robin. Can't stand. I, can, Robin, I can't stand her more than Giselle. Yeah, I really can't. Robin is trash. Robin mm -hmm needs to speak in her truth. Wine don't want her. Wine mm. has never wanted her. And I think that she is not happy. And I think the reason, I think that they keep sweeping under the rug. This bitch is depressed. She does, She can't be in a house. She's stuck in a house with somebody has, who does not love her. Right. Mm. And this pandemic to me is like, like it show who can be in a house. Your home is where you're supposed to find peace at. And she has no peace in her home because the person who she shares a bed with is sucking her fucking dry. And I really mm. feel bad for her, but I'm going to need her to stop being nasty to everybody else. It's hard to sympathize with her, but he doesn't like her. And he doesn't make her feel good about being a woman. You're saying that she's not getting up until two o'clock in the afternoon. That's not normal for a woman. And that's not normal for a woman with children. To not wake up till two o'clock in the afternoon. That bitch is depressed. Get her some real help. And it doesn't mm -hmm. help that her so-called friend is telling her to get her shit together before she lose her fine-ass man. She is just a, that's a, I mean, again, elementary. I just fuck to listen to her. Like, I don't know. Robin, for me, I can't. The relationship part, you know, is um understood. It's everything you said is I don't even need to touch it. But I the thing that I hate the most is I can't stand a following ass bitch. And what's even worse is a grown ass woman that's over 40 that's still a fucking follower and don't have a brain in her own. That's to me mm -hmm. is pathetic. She looks pathetic on national TV following around and being, you know, this little lap dog for this fucking girl. But you know what I will say? And I know that she didn't ask about this specific episode, but I just want to say the one, she looked pregnant to me in her confessional in the last uh, episode that I watched. And the other thing is, I noticed her body language with her and Giselle, I don't think everything is all peaches and cream. And it's before they said that they kind of had a little thing. 
I, when they first sat down, I said when Robin first got there, I said to my daughter, I'm like, oh, she looks. It looks like there's a little tension between the two of them. Robin seemed a little standoffish from Giselle, and I put money on it that at some point that's going to become a thing because Robin's a follower. If they get a stronger character on the show, she'll be following that person, and it'll be fuck Giselle. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know about that. If it'll be fucked, fuck Giselle. I think she's too deep in and being her Gretchen Wieners, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Candy Ass. Uh, I. I What's the best way I can word that? Her getting her ass whipped by Monique is how I feel about her. <laughs> that's how I feel about her. Play that episode in your mind, that part. That's how I feel about I her. I feel like the I feel like she's one of those girls I could never be cool with. I never like nope. bitches like this in school. Mm-hmm. That it no it's one of those things like you always running your mouth and even getting your ass whipped don't shut you the fuck up. You get the fuck up okay. and still talking shit. Yeah, I can't into girls the like it. But what I will say is, I don't, I don't care how people try to, you know, point out when she, like, what she said about Ashley and what she said about Mia. If we're arguing, I'm gonna say whatever the fuck come to my mind. You, these bitches be saying all mm-hmm. types of shit, and as soon as she says something, it's a real big issue. If she called Ashley a wide forehead face bitch, then oh well, Ashley, you a wide forehead face bitch. Just like you said that her wigs be dry, they do. And it is <laughs> yeah, like, I don't y'all know. arguing it is what it is. The fact that she called me as mom low budget, she ain't gotta know that her mom just because her mom won't dress oh, don't mean that she can't call her mom low budget. She that can call her event low budget. It's inappropriate. It, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to feel sensitive about if somebody's arguing, they'd be like, their response is just, it's, it's a corny response just to be like, yo, mama, low budget. Like, it ain't that deep. Right. It's not even to me the one comment, it's the previews for the next episode where it seems like that's the. Before, maybe I could have said the one comment, or you didn't know about her mom, but you keep saying her mom about little stuff that y'all going back and forth about, and it's kind of odd to me, whereas it's actually your mother that initiated these conversations with these women. Yeah. You should be upset, and that's another reason why I didn't like her, because you had so much energy for one person, but all these bitches had something to say about yeah, for you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Like, I mean, really had stuff to say, and you're not going as hard about them. That's a little odd to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I really don't like Candace. Like, she, to me, honestly, I wish she was not on the show. Like, her and Giselle could leave for me, and I would be very happy. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm good on them. So Yeah, well, either time. or, I'm like, whatever. Um, and our girl, um, my Karen. That's my favorite one. I love she, Karen. I love Karen. That's all I can I say. I love Karen. I could watch her all day. Like, she just remind me of one of them old, you know, ladies that you can sit down and she, you know, talk her little shit or whatever, but she can still play it off and be like, yeah, we gonna do this and can, you know, socialize well within the crowd, but we can still have fun on the side. Right. Like, she gives me that. And I feel like she, I like that she has good comebacks. They can come at her age and all that shit. That woman still, she's still doing her damn thing. Now I will. The only thing I will say is Karen, you and Giselle, y'all are not Beyonce. 
<laughs> so he stopped. Because I know this Karen be trying to do little stuff like she Beyonce. And I'm like, just because y'all light skin, uh, everybody's not Beyonce. You're not even Tina Knowles, even though that's who she reminded me of. Karen reminds me of Tina Knowles in certain uh, episodes, scenes. <laughs> yeah, she is. She does look like uh, Tina uh, knows um, sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looked like she could be like in that right. family. You know yeah, what I, mean? I think Karen's a who. I know that she be lying, but I feel like she don't be lying about nothing important. It just be right. like on some shit. Like, bitch, get out of my fucking business. I'm gonna just tell you all this crazy <laughs> shit, but bitch, get out of my business. <laughs> yeah, I, I right. think she's fun. I think she's hilarious. I think she. And another thing, I don't. Between her and Giselle, y'all are just like Candace and Ashley. Y'all are just two people that don't fuck with each other, and that just need to be where it's at. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree with that. All right. Well, let's get into some topics. It's been a crazy cup, crazy, crazy couple of days. Like very crazy. Um, it's like one thing after another. It's like next turn and next turn and next turn and next turn. <laughs> So, this week, R. Kelly was found guilty of all counts in racketeering and sex trafficking trial, could spend the rest of his life in prison. The jury Mm. in R. This is from the Jasmine brand. So, the jury in R. Kelly's federal trial in Brooklyn has found him guilty of racketeering and sex trafficking after a six-week trial. Prosecutors announced the verdict against the disgraced singer, not disgraced, <laughs> earlier <laughs> uh, earlier Monday, November, I mean, September 27th. The jury consisted of five women and seven men. Its, it's decision is the, lar- is the latest development, development in the trial against R. Kelly, who declined to take the stand that included dozens of witnesses as he was accused of having sexual relationships with underage girls and subjecting them to sexual and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Kelly still, huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Kelly still faces state and federal indictments in two other states on similar charges. In all, Kelly could face decades in prison at, at sentencing. He will be found, He'll be sentenced in Brooklyn on May 27, May 4, 2022. Mm. So this is his federal case. So. He, I believe he, and this is in New York, so I believe he has one in Chicago and one in Florida as well. Mm. So the thing mm. is, even if they find some type of Bill Cosby as loophole, he still right. has charges in other states. Mm. Yep. So R. Kelly is looking at some time time. I believe yeah. I saw in somewhere that it may be 104 years. Damn. So basically life. Life. Um wow. I mean justice is served. Um mm-hmm. that's a that's I a feel like he's had a long run of abuse and I mean it is what it is. I don't think I feel any different than yeah. what I felt before. Like it yeah, is I what feel- it is. I'm the same way. I'm not, you know, I'm still, like I said before, I'm still going to listen to his music. If it comes on, I am listening. If I feel like playing a song, I'm going to listen. Um, If I want to hear a Nivea song, I'm going to listen to that. Like, <laughs> B2K, I'm going to listen because the man yeah, wrote a lot of shit. Niggas can't <laughs> like, wait to listen to the remix to Ignition. 
I'm, no, let me listen to um, the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would be having to X my own. Jay-Z don't even listen to that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't know what that man do, okay? Jay-Z even if they did don't pull listen out. to that bullshit. Even if he pepper sprayed that man on tour, you hey, know. He don't listen to that shit. Day, I um, mean, I feel like it is what it is. Like I said before, I don't yeah. feel like nobody's ever truly canceled. Some people fuck with him. I don't. I haven't listened to any of his songs. Now, I can't control if he wrote for another artist. It is what it is. But I'm not listening to his shit. And I don't go out my way to. But I don't think everybody thinks have to think that way. Um, I know what I'm not playing in my house. And it is there. You know, as long as people can say, I don't like the victim shaming part of it. Um, you know, the like I heard people were protesting. Outside. Yeah, they were. They had a lot of protesters that were saying the witnesses were lying. Um, one person who protested, <laughs> Bill Cosby says that R. Kelly was railroaded in trial, blames systemic racism. Mm, that's just I Bill mean, Cosby says racism is to blame in the guilty verdict of singer R. Kelly in a recent interview that comedian actors rep. Andrew Wyatt said that Cosby said the guy was railroaded. In addition to systemic racism, Cosby also blames Gloria Alfred, who has represented victims in both Cosby's <laughs> and R. Kelly's cases. That's what I'm Like, you what? Know. But that's what I'm saying. It's all her you fault. Can, it's all that bitch fault. Not the fact that y'all are rapists, but okay. That was just... Oh, that's, fucking K. Not the fact... Like, y'all are really fucking sick. Yeah, just narcissistic. Like you, you just—it's really everybody else's fault. Yeah, it's a shame, but like you said, um, you know, justice is finally served, and people gonna feel like I can't. People defend it. I don't agree with it, but you know, people feel how they feel. He is where he is. Sometimes justice does work uh, appropriately, and I feel like this is one of those times. Yeah, <laughs> so. and I, like I said. I'm not going to sit here and shame nobody for listening to him. I don't feel like nobody's ever... If everybody, if, if cancellation actually worked, we would have never heard Elvis Presley songs. And I'll just leave that there. Um, I feel like if you're not comfortable listening to it, don't listen to it. If you are, if you're able to separate the art, the music, the art from the person, then go ahead and enjoy Ignition and Step in the Name of Love and all of that good shit. Yeah, but um, speaking of Kelly's, singer Kelly Price went missing in Georgia on, so I believe it was last Friday, right after we recorded, that um, Kelly Price's daughter and sister announced that they haven't heard from her moms and that she had COVID and no, they weren't able to get in touch with her, so they filed a missing persons report. Um, short and mind you, it's y'all. I gotta say this from like off the top of my head because there's like 20 articles about this as it developed and it kept developing and developing. And it's like, yeah. so in July, she announced Kelly Price announced that she had COVID at the end of July, and all of her dates were her future touring dates and um appearances were canceled. Her daughter and her sister stated that. They were talking to her while she was in the hospital. And then one day they called the hospital and they said that she was released. 
they were surprised by that because according to them, they stated that she was still, um, she wasn't doing well. Um, and that she, her partner, I'm guessing this is her husband, wouldn't allow them to come to the house, wouldn't allow them to speak to her, and they weren't sure she was dead or alive, basically. Um, later, a couple days later, different people came out and stated that they spoke with her, one being Nikki Gilbert. And we're going to get into that. Nikki Gilbert stated that she spoke with her and she's okay and that she will speak on her own time. Hello? Um, the Brett also... You, give, um, you went out for a second. I, I, the last thing I heard was you say Nikki Gilbert. Nikki Gilbert stated that um, she could hear that she spoke, she heard from Kelly Price and that Kelly Price um, told her that she's doing well and she's still recovering. She will come out in her own time. It took Kelly Price three days to say that she was okay. Right. Three fucking days. <sighs> and ask people not to speak and tell people about what happened. Yeah. Three fucking days, Kelly Price. It seemed intentional to me. It just seemed very intentional. And um, this is what... Let, let me just end the saying. Kelly Price is doing well and she's recovering from COVID. She does not have COVID anymore. She just has the after effects. Because, you know, asthma, weight, that type of shit. She's doing okay now. I hate to say this. Something in my spirit told me when this shit came out that Kelly Price being a, is being a weirdo. Something yeah. fucking told me that. Yeah, Something fucking told me that this bitch is on her weird shit. Because it just seems purposely... To me, it was purposely done. It was it was intentional. Like I kind of I'm gonna sit back and enjoy, um, you know, people talking about me and trying to figure out what's going on. Even though I said I was cleared for what she say over a week or at least a week, so you were able to say something for about a week. Like you said, you were okay. Well, she Literally. was. Yeah, she been out of the hospital, I believe, for longer than that. She got <laughs> she caught COVID in the end of July. Yeah, she said, I know that she said that she had one of them longer stints of it, but my whole yeah. thing is you were, a, the whole, you knew that people were looking for you and you purposely exactly. just let it ride. You just like rolled you that just, wave. Girl, like what the fuck? Why wouldn't you just, you could get on Instagram for two point seconds, show your face and say, I don't know if these people talking about, I'm okay. But what I find fucked up is that you were talking to your daughter, you were talking to your sister the entire time you was hospitalized. When you were released or about to be released, why the fuck couldn't you just answer the fucking phone? Yeah. Well, I thought she didn't. She said she didn't. She don't talk to her sister. It's been years or over a year since their mom died. She's just what she said when she released her statement that her daughter knew was aware. Like I the way she, the information that she gave, and the way that I interpreted it as far as her daughter, because um, she made a point to say she didn't understand why her daughter basically fell for the okie doke. And, like, you know, 
you know, my daughter's a grown woman. You know, everybody's talking like she's this young child. She's 27. You know, she's my baby, but she's not a baby. And, you know, she basically got manipulated to fall into doing this. And she's like, you know, let's be, let me keep it all the way 100. Me and my sister have not spoke since my mom's funeral um, or her grandma. No, her grandma died this year. One of whatever relative passed last year. She said, I have not spoke to her in a year. And I'm like, oh, shit. So to me, that's the other part. Now, I will say this. It mm -hmm. did kind of seem like maybe she felt like she was manipulated, being manipulated to publicly do something and, like, pretend on, on, on a national scale, like, oh, let's kumbaya. I don't know what's going on with her daughter. But with the sister, it's like, well, you can tell she don't fuck with her at all. And right. I don't even know what that's about. And that's fine. Don't fuck with her. But bitch, get on the internet real quick. Do a little story post and just say you're fine. You see all of these people in a hoopla and people are like, bitch, you are too fucking famous to be going missing and you're not fucking missing. You could have got one. Two point second. You wanted to build up some fandom, build up some hysteria and so that you can talk to what a local news station. Yeah, it was very... But so that, she could, be tele bitch, so that she could be televised? And I was about to say that because Nikki Gilbert wind up coming out and during her statement, I, I wind up watching this after the Brad cursed her out. During her <laughs> statement, she did um, say that she talked to Kelly Price and that on her, later on, on whatever platform that she uses, is I guess like some type of podcast platform, that she was going to talk about what she learned from talking to Kelly and um, talk about missing women because she normally helps find missing women. The Brett <laughs> felt like that Nikki Gilbert was promoting her shit by looking, um, by clearing things up for Kelly. And one thing that the Brett said that kind of confused me was like, we all knew she was okay and we was going to let her come out at the at her own time to say it. Why the fuck are we waiting days? Because this bitch, you know what I mean? Want to be right. weird. Why are y'all allowing her to be weird? But then Nikki said when she gave her, when she released her statement that she had authorization to say that. When she, she like before okay. the brat said anything, yeah, Nikki Gilbert was like, you know, she told me I could say this, and she said I'm not going. I'll let her, you know, tell her own story about what's going on with her, but just know that she's okay. I spoke to her. It was her. And she kind of left it general to me. It was just like to kind of silence everything. It wasn't bad taste, though, to add the podcast promotion at the end. I will agree with the brand on that. Yeah, like, I, uh, I get where when I first seen it, I did see like, okay, bitch, what are you talking about? You don't have to talk about <laughs> that. Like, you're a weirdo. But I also feel like she, I looked and her platform is about finding missing women. Right. So it's kind of like, if y'all going to have a big hysteria for a bitch that ain't missing, come look, help right. me find these other women that I actually tried to help find. Right. So I can see both That's ways. True. I do feel like that is kind of in poor taste, but I also feel like sometimes it's a means to an end. Ain't shit wrong right. with Kelly. But I feel like y'all not helping her, the bread, you know, by helping keep this crazy bitch's secret. And I'll just say, both Nikki Gilbert and Kelly Price are were not fan favorites on R&B Divas. They're both crazy as shit. <laughs> yeah. Crazy um, as shit. 
I will. Do you think that Debrat is more vocal? Because I've never really seen her react on social media like that. Um, I think that's now, just Nikki Gilbert is a bitch. She been ain't like. <laughs> you can tell that. You can she tell been that ain't like that, that bitch. It's some, yeah, it's some, it's some underlying thing there. She but even, even when Debrat was saying that she was friends with Kelly, I was thinking, you know, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that you are guilty by association from. You just are. And if I know that Kelly Price is a super bitch, I'm going to think, oh, you're close friends with her. Then either you have to be the same way because most people aren't really close friends with somebody that everybody kind of says is a bitch. Like outside of R&B divas, people were talking about how Kelly Price was a bitch for years. But yeah. I didn't believe that because, you know, it, it just didn't come across that way on like interviews. Um, but apparently she is a piece of fucking work. And the it's just like, oh. They, um, they started posting that post from uh, R&B divas when she sat down with Little Mo. And little more like I just want to talk about um what you know what we've been going through. She was like, and I'm done. And Clint real loudly walked away in her tomb, started screaming for her husband's name. She was like, This, yep, I'm done. Have a good day. <laughs> like Kelly Price is really crazy as shit. I really can't. I cannot do it. I can't do it. I'm glad she is okay. But if she's doing antics like this, somebody needs to get a reality show over there because the bitch is crazy. And yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. If anything, um, Carlos King. Carlos King. <laughs> Greenback yeah, R&B. Where the fuck is Ayala? Ayala, come back for another season to help Kelly Price and her motherfucking family. Right, but I was like, yeah, the bread, bit, the bread don't be cursing nobody the fuck out. And I feel like Nikki Gilbert is a bitch she been ain't fuck with. And yeah, sometimes when you really don't thing. fuck with somebody, you do come out the root works and curse them the fuck out. And you be like, I wasn't even mad about that, but I don't yeah. fuck with her. I don't fuck with her. That was yeah. funny. But yeah, I'm glad Kelly Price is safe. But I ain't gonna lie, the first thing I thought about was that that catfish episode. And I'm gonna just leave that there. <laughs> if you ain't see that, yeah. you ain't see yeah. that one, then I'm sorry. So, um, Last Thursday, The View was supposed to meet with um, Vice President Kamala Harris to talk about um, the things that were happening at the border with um, Haitian refugees. So if y'all want to know our thoughts on that, definitely go back and listen to last week's episode. So right before they were about to interview Kamala Harris, they were just like, okay, we had to stop production. And they asked Ava, Ava... Is it Anna? I don't know, girl. I I believe her name is Anna Navarro. (laughs) Anna Navarro. She was a guest host on on The View. And they asked Sunny Holston, who's a host on The View as well, can they exit? And they left Joy Behar, and I don't know who the new girl is, another woman, white lady with blonde hair. I forgot her name. I I haven't watched it in a minute. But yeah. ask them to ask Anna Navarro and Sunny to exit. They come back from commercial and Joy Behar announces that they had to be dismissed because their COVID test came up positive. And right. I find it funny because one, also let's note, I believe both women have stated that they're fully vaccinated. 
But one, since when do y'all give people COVID results out like that? That's right. some type of HIPAA violation. Like, <laughs> I wish my job will would make a big announcement like DeAndre had to leave for the day. She tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Like, what job is going to do that? And what job does that and it doesn't cause hysteria amongst everybody around? That's the part I just don't understand. Like, I, not I, even I, the audience I, wasn't I, freaked I, out. Nobody else... Why wasn't the set cleared? Like, why wasn't everybody on that motherfucking set, the other co-hosts, why were they still allowed to sit there? Like, I would have I would have got the fuck up. Like, oh, well, if they oh, test fuck no. Give like, me a test. Like, like, that's part of the normal procedures, right? So that's why a lot of people are... Um, you know, think there's a conspiracy and it was bigger than that, that they didn't really want um, the other two co-hosts to be on there because they were going to ask the hard questions. I believe so. Um, about what's going on at the border and things like that, that they don't think that Kamala would, def- uh, you know, possibly want to answer. So that was like a good way to deflect and then let's just kind of brush it under the rug. I feel like that this would have been the first time since she's been running, since even when she was running, that this would have been the first time where somebody that was rooting for her asked her hard-hitting questions. You are not the favorite candidate anymore. You are in office. So now, bitch, I have fucking questions. And you're going to have to answer it. And I feel like she didn't. they didn't want to. They were scared about what was going to come out. And I don't feel like they would have held no punches. I don't feel like they would have been disrespectful. But I feel like they would have held her in the same way they would have held any other politician that walked their ass on that stage. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's unfortunate that y'all would do some shit like that. Then come to find out by, I believe, Saturday, um, Anna Navarro got on Instagram Bob and said that she had three consecutive um, negative COVID tests since then. Right. So it was and a false positive. It was false positive. So this is the other part I don't get. Why did they get their results right then? Isn't that something that should be clear before? It should have been there before they even. Before I even start getting my hair and makeup done, y'all mm-hmm. should be doing it before like, they even set my asses down. Right, like don't even waste my time in this chair before we even start. You know, before as soon as I walk in the door, swap my shit, sit me in the room for however long it's got to be, because it seems like it has to be a rapid. So what is y'all? It's just not adding up. Something's just not adding the math ain't mathing. <laughs> math ain't all. mathing, and y'all, y'all motherfuckers, y'all about to have me on my Doctor Umar conspiracy shit because y'all being real fucking funny these days. I don't like that. Yeah, some shit I don't ain't. Like that. It's just the not ain't method, as my sister Asia would say. Definitely, you definitely was giving me Asia. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real shit though. So. Yeah, the math ain't mathin. I don't, I don't get it. And I, so then they did do an interview, right? But it was like only a couple minutes long. It like was like it a few minutes, and it was with Joy and this other ladies. And I don't feel like I don't even know what they asked her. So obviously, Maybe. they didn't ask her anything worth. They gave her some politic-ass questions, and she was able to, you know, yeah. finagle through them. But um, that's it for our topics. Let's get into our throwback of the week. So this week, we decided to talk about our first crushes. <laughs> and this was Natasha's idea, so she going to go first. <laughs> it was not my idea. That's what the hell it was, girl, because I had to <laughs> dig deep to remember this one. 
All right. So um, my first crush, I was about, I want to say six. I was in kindergarten at Peaks Little Angels in Southwest. That's irrelevant, but I just wanted to say it. So anyway, um, it was this boy named Charles, and oh my God, he just was just the cutest thing. And we rode the bus together. His brother would come get him off, and his brother was like a hoodlum, but he was cute too. And I was young, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, wow, like oh, I, I can see <laughs> me and Charles going to get married when I get older. So um, let's fast forward about Charles. So. <laughs> One day we sleeping on our cots or whatever, and it was them old back and I don't know what cots look like now if kids even still sleep on that, but it was like you know with the metal legs, and then it was just like the little blue part that you lay your body right. on or whatever, and you can see like underneath of it. So I'm laying like I it was like me, then it was like this my friend her name was Shanisha, and then it was him, and she he was on the other side of her. So I'm like laying down like trying to take my little nap. And we all laying down. And then I happened to look over underneath the cots and I could see like their hands like moving around and they was trying to hold hands under the cot, but they kept like moving their hand back and then they was holding hands. And I was so heartbroken, right? Like I was so <laughs> devastated. I swear to God, this is a true When I say story. I was holding my breath this whole time you talked, I did not know where you was about to go with this story. <laughs> but I'm not even done so all right so that happened right so I was so heartbroken I'm like damn this is so fucked up so fast forward you know I don't know how long because I don't even I went to school for like I don't know two three years or whatever so anyway and one day we had like had art class and um we were doing stuff with like beads and like um peas and stuff like black eyed peas you know how you do little arts and craft shit mm -hmm. so when they were the teachers were cleaning up I was taking the black eyed pea and I kept like putting it in my ear and I would take it out, put it in my ear, take it out. Don't, I was a kid, stupid shit. So Shanisha, my little friend that would mess with my boyfriend, see me doing this. So she was like, oh, I want to do this. So that bitch did it. Do you know her shit got stuck and they had to call the ambulance? Wait, what and got stuck? The fucking bean got stuck. She pushed hers too far in her ear, like in, the, in her ear, the hole, she pushed that shit all the way in. They could not get it out. Oh and my God. they had to call the ambulance. And I remember for like the rest of the school, well, at least for a couple of months, she had a, um, I don't know if she, she had to got surgery because it was white. Like they had a, um, the dressing that you put with the regular tape on it, not a regular bandaid, like but like surgery. Right. That was covering her ear for like a couple months after that. And I remember I thought I was going to get in trouble. I was crying because they were like, well, why would she do this? And I was thinking, do not. I hope that bitch don't say she was copying off of me. But another part of me was thinking, that's what she gets for such a my point. Yo, you've been psycho. You've been a fucking psycho. You've been a fucking psycho. <laughs> so shout out to Shadisha. I don't know what's going on I with hope her. I hope you're girl. well and I hope you can hear this shit. Because this bitch is crazy. <laughs> This bitch is crazy. Uh, I didn't yeah, put it in there. Mine's not that exciting. Um, okay. I like, I also, the first one I remember, I like this boy. Um, I went to the same elementary school from K through five, and then mostly everybody went to the same middle school. And then most of us went to the same high school. So I literally went to, to school with the same people until I went to college. Um, but yeah, this one boy, all the girls liked him. He was so handsome, so cute. I won't say his name um, for those reasons <laughs> I discussed, but let's call him Jordan. So Jordan, he's cute. 
all the girls like him. Like every week, a different girl was his girlfriend in the class. Um, he was super cute. I went to school with him. We was in the same class like every year until we went to middle school. And then we just went to the same school. So I just, he was so nice too. He was just like a nice kid. I just thought he was going to grow up to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Girl, this nigga got like more tattoos on his face than Takashi 69 Like he looked like he looked like a hood nigga. Like if I seen this nigga. Yeah, but he got tattoos all over his face, but he light skin. Mm, so it's even worse. So it's, it's something about a light skinned person with all those tattoos on their face. Ugh, he like so a hood funny. hood nigga. Like a like, fucking graffiti wall. Like, bitch, if I see him walking down the street, I'm turning the other motherfucking way. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. He look like he snitched old lady purses. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my crush. That's the only thing I can remember about him. Damn. So, wait, when did you see the change? When did you, like. I didn't was, see him for wow. years because, um, I think we went to different high schools or he, at least he didn't go to my high school. So I didn't see him. And I think like when I was in college, Facebook was really popular. He sent me a fucking friend request and I was like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, (laughs) such and such, such and such. I said, oh my God, what happened to him? And that's what he get because he ain't make me one of the girlfriends. (laughs) So, boop. (laughs) But he was super nice to me. I will say that he was super sweet and super nice. But oh, yeah, God. he like really a hood nigga now. And I I I be shook if I see his ass today. I be I'm I'm I get my number just so he won't knock me upside my fucking head. <laughs> you gonna grab your purse when he walk down the street? Yes. Across you know, the street. I'm be like, remember me from from elementary school? He <laughs> gonna be like, yeah, I don't know. You. Such and such. He gonna be like, I don't know you, man. <laughs> but we uh, go way back. teacher, Mrs. Such and such. You know, remember Miss Parker? Miss <laughs> Parker. Miss Blakey. Like I I don't I don't know, but I hope he's doing well. But I will say I would be. I, I look, I be one shook bitch. So, um, this week's boss bay, who is it, Natasha? Um, so this week I chose um a, a product that I have used before in the past, which I really liked. Um, so the girl that makes it, her name is Shamira. She has her own uh, homemade barbecue sauces and her homemade rubs. Um, I bought two bottles of sauce when I got it. It was really good. It's like, I, I like a sweet and spicy type of combo with my sauce. Not too mm. spicy, but a, a little kick to it. And she uh, definitely has, it was a nice sticky so, um, sauce. Um, her bottles were very reasonable. I believe it was like $10 a bottle. Don't quote me on that because she might have went up. So Shamira, if that ain't accurate, you know. But um, she, like I said, she has barbecue sauce. Then she has rubs. I purchased, she only had one um, type of rub when I purchased mine, which was the picante rub. But I see on her website that now she also has a Cajun and a jerk rub. I love so, Cajun and jerk. Mm, right. yes. So I guess you do actually. Um, <laughs> so I would definitely recommend you guys to check her out. Um, her page on Instagram is Black Honey by Shamira, and it's Black Honey B Y S H A M I R A. We'll definitely, you know, Deandra posted 
you know, later on. But, you know, give her a little business or whatever. Yes, she I definitely want to test that out. Yeah, I, you know, I'm about about to get back in my bag with cooking. So I definitely need all the kitchen shit I need. When the hell did you stop being in your bag? You cook I, all the girl, time. I do not be cooking like that. I cook like once a week. Every time I talk to you, that's when. <laughs> you say, oh, yeah, that's it must be because I've been eating the same shit for, the, for like a week. <laughs> I don't be, I hate cooking in you the summertime. You. Why? I really do. Because it be high as shit. And then sometimes I don't really be having like a big appetite. Yeah, that's true. So I just I, don't really be feeling, I, I waste a lot of food in the summer. I'll say that. Um, so when we do our lives, sometimes we do fuck, marry, kill. Right. So during our last live, we didn't get to one of our dedicated listeners, friend to the show, Emma. One of her fuck, Mary kills was for us to do Dipset. So <laughs> out of Dipset, who would you fuck, Mary kill? Cameron, Joel Santana, or Jim Jones? I'm killing Jimmy. No, 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 no. Damn. Him or Joel's, they both, oh, man. <laughs> I keep thinking about that hey nasty that he said to my friend at the time. And Joel's, look at him. My God! All right, I I would have to kill today. Jewels today, yeah, today Jewels is going. I can't. I just back in the day he was, yeah. So he would die. Um, I would be marrying Cam because Jimmy cried too fucking much for me, and I guess I would have to screw him. I I wouldn't want. To I, I I'll go with the same one because those teeth. <laughs> Those teeth ain't coming nowhere near me, Jewels. I'm sorry. Lack thereof. Hey, I can't. Li- I can't listen to nobody with a fucking list, girl. So my thing is, you just talked about how your crush went from this to that. Yup, and <laughs> how he is for me. <laughs> I feel like he's like that for even a woman he married. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, that bitch still got that ring going. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He looks like his penis don't even work, to be totally honest. Like, one of them niggas, they get, got so high that it's just, they don't function right. And those, if yeah. you know, you know. Because I've messed with people like that where you be like, damn, like, he's mm-hmm. just all fucked up. And I feel like sex with Cameron would be amazing. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, because he gonna talk a bunch of bullshit. He's gonna play like his leg up like in the fucking movie. And would pay literally food. be amazing. <laughs> I feel like that he would spoil a bitch, put me on to some money. He might, uh, mm-hmm. but then he gonna break up with me because it's boring, <laughs> like he did Juju. But by it then, like he did on. But then I'm gonna be straight. I'm gonna be good, just like Juju. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. Do you have a um fuck Mary kill for us? I know. I know you said you got one for me. Um. All right. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, oh Charlamagne the Guy, and Angela Yee. Fuck Mary Kill. We already know who I'm killing. If y'all listening for real, then everybody should know who I can't stand. Who are you killing? Motherfucking Envy. I can't stand Envy. <laughs> like, when I say I can't stand Envy, like he's such a bitch to me. If I ever was a celebrity and I sat down at the Breakfast Club, I would be interacting with everybody but the fuck him. Oh like God. I just. I'm serious. I don't. The way I don't just, disagree. <laughs> I do not so disagree. Yeah, I just, I just don't have no respect for him at all. Um, 
Matter of fact, who was just on his show? Somebody was just on there. Oh, Jason Lee. And the way that he started the show off, Charlemagne literally had to say, like, whoa, like, hi, Jason, how are you? Like, Envy just, like, jumped right into the question. It was no... It was weird. It was real weird. But anyway... Oh, God. Uh, Angela irks me. They all fucking irk me. Um... Just Damn, I don't want to fuck it real Charlamagne. quick. All right, I, I would, I would have to marry Charlamagne, but I wouldn't have sex with him, and then I would just fuck Angelia. All right, <laughs> I'm killing Charlamagne. I'm fucking Envy. I'm marrying you. That's it. No real explanation. Wait, wait, who did? What was Charlamagne's fear? He's dead. And then you marry an Envy? You said? Nope, I'm marrying you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking envy girl look Ooh, god I, can't do, I can't i can't i can't i'm i i can't do Charlemagne. god bless you i, and I, I can't and i can't even marry because i can't be around him that long because i'll be unless i can get the insurance but that's it <laughs> but yes let's get into our glow up topic this is i feel like this is a very important topic because it's something i actively work on and it's a suggestion from one of our listeners my sister asia she gave us this topic uh working through issues rather than ignoring them i feel like now that i realize she gave this suggestion i feel like she coming at my neck signal (laughs) (laughs) but um this is something i really regularly have to work on me too every every single day I really, there was a time where I just would ignore everything and just like out of sight, out of mind type things. But then the more I would ignore it, the more shit will pile up. And I would just, and I, and I, one time, once I fixed the issue, I was like, yo, if I just would have fixed it from the very beginning, instead of ignoring it, I would have saved myself a lot of time because it wasn't that deep. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, and also, I feel like it comes up in other ways. Like, I knew I had abandonment issues and stuff like that. And yeah. I think I ignored it. Like, when we talked about, like, daddy issues and stuff, I think I didn't understand where it showed up at for me. And then once I did, I kind of ignored it. And I think recently I really kind of put things in place and really tried to figure out what the fuck is going on with me and thinking like, what are the patterns? Why things keep happening? The same shit keep returning over and over. And it's like when things keep showing up in your life constantly in different ways, is God trying to teach you a lesson. And when you keep ignoring it, it, God is going to place it once again in your life because you're not figuring out what the problem is. Mm, that's some deep shit though <laughs> you know what I mean you keep ignoring it you keep pushing forward and I think that's something that we're taught to do you know Yeah. like a part of me I do have the facade you know philosophy of two tears in a bucket fuck it but some things you can't fuck it to you know like some things you just can't say fuck it you really have to fix it yeah no definitely I agree cause you know it, it'll manifest in other areas in your life um, and then it, it doesn't help you in the long run. It doesn't. I'll say that I feel like I suppress a lot of things. Um, I'm the type to ignore to avoid um, maybe losing something, mm-hmm. um, losing dynamics, because 
I, you know, I know that there's certain things about me that, um, I don't know, maybe some things I can take a little too personally, or, um, it's things that I've been affected by, like things that happen in my nurturing stages that mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten. Um, like for instance, my dad is coming into town in like a week or so. And I had told Deandra that, you know, it is bringing me a lot of anxiety. And the part I left out was I keep replaying situations in my head of what happened the last time I interacted with certain siblings and oh, wow. it's making me mad again. And I'm like, you know, I don't really, I, the way I used to work through it was I would act like it never happened, ignore it and, you know, play the game when, you know, my dad comes, I can be cordial. I can bust it up with people as long as, you know, I have some alcohol involved or any type of thing that I can, you know, just kind of suppress any type of real thoughts. And I can just kind of escape the, you know, just be in the moment. Um, but because now I'm trying not to be that way and I'm actually trying to work through it, I have a lot of anxiety how that's going to show up because it's certain things I know I haven't gotten past. So when you don't ignore certain things, my question to you is being that like certain situations that I'm upset about happened years ago. And even though it may be over for them, I'm not over it. So that's why I have the separation. I, I guess that's the ignoring part because I just learned to remove myself. But I want to be able to work through it, but I don't want that person to think that I forgave them. <laughs> See, that's, I guess that kind no, of... I, I, I think I'm in a place <laughs> with somebody in my life like that where for me, right now, I'm just choosing not to engage for my own well-being, my own safety, and how I feel and I don't feel like I have enough stress in my life. I really don't feel like adding that right now. But it's not that I'm not working on it. I can't work it work on it with them. Right. You know, I don't have to work on it with that person. I have to work on it by myself. And yeah. I feel like right now I'm not in a space. I can say hi and bye, but I'm not in a space to kick it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you are in a space where you could have a conversation with the person, have it, but if you're not, I get that, you know, you might want all your kids in the same space, but unfortunately, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, so, absolutely. like, it's not going to happen. I don't care how you feel because this is how I feel. I'm not here to pacify how I feel about a situation. I can work on this separately without putting myself in harm's way. And when I say harm's way, it's not physical, it's mental. Like, I have things I'm working towards, and I have to keep my head above water. And if if it's going to cause me to spiral in any way, whether that's going to cause me to be upset, um, for me to get a migraine, for me to be depressed, for me to want to indulge things that I have not dealt done in a while, then I'm going to, I'm just not going to be present. And it it is what it is because I'm not going, I'm, I'm done with that thought process of, you know, going along and getting along and shit. I don't care because it's a lot of times that we do that. All we're doing is hurting ourselves and I'm not going to hurt myself anymore. And Look, so if you want 
you have every right that show you know you can be around whoever you want to be around pops but i won't be there yeah and that's and that's and, really and how to I be feel. honest you know you ain't grow up with none of them so it's kind of like exactly. come see us like you've been seeing us back when we was kids <laughs> real shit like, like i'm not being funny but it's like you've been with seeing us separately why when you old in age you can't do it now Right. We all don't need to be in the same space. That's I'll just it. say she, <laughs> this particular one, she is the exception to that. Because, you know, her and my mom did have a relationship. But even still, like, for me, I'm just, I'm just so far removed. And I, I even hate the fact that, I guess, you know, it goes back to what Asia's point was. Like, I feel like I suppressed that and ignored it for so many years because it was always, you know, it seemed like when I speak up against something and everybody's looking at me like it's oh it's me like my right. dad will look at me it's like well oh god you know you know and I have to get this whole spill about family and tomorrow's not being promised and it's like well I know and they know too <laughs> so and ain't nobody and, and that's the, the thing head. that people do I feel like it's gaslighting in a sense I feel like to work through it and this is just my honest opinion if it's something that you don't want to deal with this person specifically write that shit down write exactly what it is that hurt that that what they said or what they did why did it hurt you and how did that make you feel because it might have been something somebody else said to you it might have been hurtful because you felt like that's something that you may have you know confided in a person to and they threw it up in your face it could be something that you did and they're using it against you to attack you you know, whatever it is that upset you specifically. That bitch could have cost me my life. I'll say that. It, it, could, have me, it could have literally cost me my life. And yeah. I can't forgive that. Certain things, like something like so that. So it compromised your safety. It compromised my safety. And with the, the, the thing that's messed up, because I didn't even think about it years ago, but like recently I did. I've been thinking about it. And I said, if anything had happened to me, the story would have been spun to make it look like I was at fault. And that's so fucked up. And I know this for a fact. It would have been spun that way. You would have not have said, I put her in that predicament. It was me. I did that. She didn't do that on her own. You would have done that. And it's just fucked up. Like, I know that y'all, I don't want to get too deep. Because, you know, I know people are like, well, what the hell is he? And I don't want to get all real specific because it's some deep, it's some real deep shit. Well, when we get a Patreon, we'll tell y'all what it really is. How about it? And y'all can pay to know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) But right now, it's going to be very surface. And I get (laughs) it. I feel like anytime somebody compromise, and that's where I'm at, if you compromise in my safety, and that means not just you bringing harm to me, but because of your actions, you can cause me to bring harm to you. And and then now I'm in jail or now I'm in the psycho ward because I went off and went fucking crazy. I can't be around you. And to be honest, me and you are very like cool and, you know, collect calm and collected people. If that's going to bring out the worst in you, I just say don't deal with it. But it doesn't mean that you don't work on it. You don't work on why you feel that way. Or, you know, that doesn't mean just because you don't want to be around this person and you don't feel like it's within your best interest to be around them, that doesn't mean you're ignoring the situation. You know, just deal with exactly what it is that really bothered you. Like, what is it that, like, really deal with that? 
Yeah, that's what because it is. Because not wanting to be around somebody is not ignoring the problem. I don't feel like you have to be around that person to face the problem head on. I think that's bullshit because right. that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't right. make sense. If I feel like somebody compromised my safety in any way, my mental safety, safety, my spiritual, my physical, anything, if it makes me, when after I leave from around you and I feel worse than what I came into, that's a fucking problem. I agree. So when it comes to ignoring things, I feel like it's just acting like nothing ever happened is the problem. Right. And it's like, no, we need to fix this shit because this ain't about to keep happening. And by fixing it, bitch, I ain't about to be around you because I can't fix you, but I can fix me. And these are my hard boundaries that I'm not crossing. And if that bothers you, I'm sorry, but it does not affect me. Not at all. And I'm not making, I don't want to. And that whole, you know, life is too short. Life is too short to be in unhappy situations to appease others. It's too short to be uncomfortable. I hate being around people and I didn't even realize it, but it's certain people when I'm around, I'm on edge because I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I don't know. And I am not about to be around nobody where I can't gauge their reactions. And it's not because of confrontation. It seems like some people, if the wind blow the wrong way, they on some shit. And I I can't be around people like that. Life is too short. Life is too short for a lot of bullshit. For a lot of bullshit. And I I feel like fix the problem by yourself. You know what I mean? Like if like even like, you know, with a job situation. And the problem is that the job don't want to pay you more, right? The problem working for them and working harder is not gonna allow them, is more than likely not gonna change the situation. Right. Find another job. Mm-hmm. Find another job. That's that's right. working through it. Find work. Put in a re- work on your resume. Find another job. If you are in a relationship with someone who constantly cheats, you cannot fix that person. Ignoring the cheating is not going to help you. Right. Leave the situation. Remove yourself from the situation and figure out why did you allow someone to treat you that way. That's so true. Work through those problems. Not work with why did this person cheat? Why did you allow someone to be comfortable enough to treat you in that matter? Mm-hmm. The same with a job. Why did you allow this job to take so much from you and give you nothing? You know, working through issues, I don't feel like you have to fix what the problem is. I just, you have to fix through what got you there. How did you even get to this point? What was it that made you, you know, feel this way? And I feel like if most of the time we're just so used because we're conditioned to just say, two tears in a bucket, motherfucker, I'm just going to keep pushing through. I'm going to keep working here because I I don't want to switch the job. Two tears in a bucket. I'm sorry. I always say say it about a lot of stuff because some stuff is just not that deep. But I feel like a lot of stuff, we just so conditioned to just be like, Okay, all right, it's all right. I'm well, you know, I'm just stay here, I'm stick beside it and no, work through it. Yeah, you know, bide your time. If you are, you know, with somebody and you have to be with them, you know, because y'all live together financially, make a game plan. All right, one thing, and I learned that from my mom because one thing about my mom, she ain't never gonna be down too long. 
Right. And when motherfuckers think that she not planning, she got a plan and set. And when that shit, when she hit, (laughs) when she hit mother, she be on yellow for a minute, but when that bitch hit green, (laughs) it's a dumb fucking deal. I'm the exact same way. And I feel like sometimes that's just how you hit the bitch. Mm-hmm. I you know by the time you know you know even like with the situation you described that sibling like I pray for you and God know if you as long as you know and God know and you talk to God and you writing down or whoever your higher power is I believe in God though but whoever your higher anybody oh. listening whoever your higher power is they know where your heart you don't have any malice in your heart for that person or that situation You'll be fine, but don't fall into life is too short. Yeah, life is too short for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because stress is the number one killer. And like you said, I just don't want to, you know, I already had kind of made my mind up like, okay, well, I'll see him on my own time. I don't want to interact with relatives of yours that I don't fuck with when you're not here. These people are here. Like you're my dad lives in out of town for those that don't know. He lives in um Seattle, Washington. So, you know, when he comes to visit, everybody acts like, oh, let's all pretend and get together and have this like reunion. And then for a couple of days, and then when he's gone, we go back to everybody had their separate lives. Like we don't live, you know, less than an hour away from each other. Right. Let's keep that same energy. I don't feel like all of that. I don't want to, I don't want people at my house. I don't want to catch up with anybody. I don't want to, you know, anything of that nature like you said as far as maintaining your space and being focused on what you have going on in your life right now i'm very very focused and i mentally know how draining it it is when i'm around them they are draining people and it's just unfortunate because it is my family but you know a lot of times when people are not on the same page as you mentally and you're thinking one way and they're just trying to you know have a good time. Like, this is a vacation for my day. My life still is going on. I still got to go to work and shit. I still got right. shit. I got bills to pay. You know what I mean? Like, I can't sit here and engage with, with everything that's going on with y'all. And you call me about the family. You want to call me all day. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't know. I just, the older I get, the less, the more of a, less, um, tolerant I have. <laughs> right. I, I don't have a whole lot of it. And that's okay and, because I think uh, you're getting out of child mode. I think sometimes right. we're so used to appeasing the elders in our family because we are, you know, so for the most part, they're the adult. You are the child. That's the mentality that you have, but we're both adults now. I don't have to be around nobody I don't want to be around. Period. And, and, I, I'm not- and, I'm not, and I'm not. And there's no animosity, <laughs> but it's like if I have no really, I have no joy to be around this person. If this lady, these people that you come to see, let them go see them, you know? Period. Like, I don't have to do, them. you do that. If exactly. they want to get to know me, let them do it when your ass ain't here. Other than that, right. I'm going to have to go ahead and bow out because the bitch got real issues going on and I got real shit to do. We still got to record this podcast next week. So we ain't got time. We ain't got time for no meet and greets, pops. And like, right. And a bitch is trying (laughs) to do a whole second job. Like that's, you know, I'm just on a whole different wave. Like it's money to be made. And we working on wellness. And I I just, I don't believe in being in spaces that make you uncomfortable. 
But I do think it's detrimental to act like things aren't present, to act like things aren't real, to act like, to just move forward and act like events didn't happen. That's detrimental to you because it'll come up later and you'll be triggered and you're not knowing why because you ignored something for so long. And that, and I think a lot of us are working through that, even with this pandemic. It's stuff that's happening left and fucking right. And we keep forgetting we are still in a global pandemic. And on top of all the other craziness that is happening in the world, sometimes it's hard to remember what is happening in the present. And we just have to work through things bit by bit. Is this pandemic alone, I feel like people need to be in therapy. Just the pandemic by itself. And I feel like it's going to take years. We are... And I read this thing that said that we're not supposed to be in flight or fight mode this long. And our Mm. brain shouldn't be in a constant state of of an emergency. And I feel like all all of us are very in a very bomb squad type, you know, like. I was about to say, well, niggas, we used to, especially the ones that live in the We've been in there for our whole life, you know, especially where we grew up at. We're. We've always in fight or flight mode, but we have to be there at work. We have to do it everywhere. And it's it's not just because, you know, that we're in physical danger of like, you know, being harmed, but like then we gotta worry about being sick. Now we gotta worry about, you know, if our electric bill goes up. Now you gotta worry about if there's pay cuts. Now you gotta worry about if, you know, jobs aren't as secure as they used to be. It's a lot of shit going on. Right. It's a lot of shit happening and give yourself some grace, but don't ignore things. That's the only thing I can say, because anytime anything I ever, ever ignore, it wind up coming later and it it, it just festers in itself. Try to work through it as best as you can. If you if it's a person, but you don't want to be around them, I say journal how you feel. How how did that person make you feel? And then you might see that that somebody else made you feel that way. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, somebody else did this, and this is reminiscent of that. Yeah. Or any any type of feeling. Because there are so many things we just just ignore because it just is easier to do. It's just just easier to just walk, walk, after being hurt in any type of way, it's just easier to walk off like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. You know how many times I dated people that, like, probably hurt it, hurt my feelings? And I just went ghost and ain't never deal with them or deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, you being just, weird. All right, I'm done. Fuck it. Fuck right. it. But it's like, no, you kind of have to work through it because it's going to keep showing up and coming up because, bitch, you keep ignoring it and you keep acting like you don't got feelings. And you do. Mm, I agree. So I anything else you want to add, friend? I appreciate your advice and I hope that we both, you know, I'm going to definitely take your suggestion about journaling some stuff. I really don't do that. And I know that's like, it it used to be really um, a good therapeutic thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I would like to do that again. I I really would just get it out. I think (laughs) you should. Sometimes when I, I don't do it nearly as much as I should or as much as I used to when I was younger, but I'll say this back when I was a teenager, my journal, child, I wish I would have kept them because I was going in. <laughs> I thought it was about me. I got my feelings down on paper. 
and, and, and I and I really do remember like feeling so much better. Yeah, feeling so much. Moesha knew what the fuck she was doing when she was journaling. Okay. <laughs> Moesha had some motherfucking gems because that's why I started doing it. I said, I'm going to have a fucking journal like Moesha. And yeah. I really, I went in. I don't care how mean what I had to say was so mean. I don't care because that's how it, I could tell. I would go back and look at it. I could tell when I was mad because the ink would be so hard <laughs> in the fucking paper. Like that, right? And all sloppy because you trying sloppy, to rush it. I'm just it mad as shit. And I think also, <laughs> if more people actually journal, the less y'all would be so messy on social media. But that's just me. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really, um, I really enjoyed the glow up topic this week. As always, if y'all have any topics that y'all want us to cover, or even boss space suggestions, letters to let it go, sis. Um, for um, any advice or uh, what was it like story times and confessions, please email at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. Um, you can find, you can also DM us on Instagram at JSTLetItGlow, Twitter at JustLetItGlow, and you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud at JustLetItGlowPodcast. Yes. And um, thank you guys for listening. We are about to go into a new month, so I hope that your new month, you are, you know, have health, wealth, and all the good stuff. We're currently in retro, uh, Mercury retrograde, so I hope everybody is okay when we come in. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is not a good time for me to be looking for a job then. <laughs> Actually, my friend, and I'm going to give her a boss space shout out soon. She um, stated, she works in HR. She stated that this is the perfect time to be looking for jobs. The perfect time. retrograde? Well, I don't know about that, but from, <laughs> a, well, from a standpoint of job readiness, this is the oh, perfect right. time to look for a job. <laughs> but we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And if you're looking for a job like Natasha, <laughs> get to looking. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all take care. Bye.